Hi, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Good Morning Family, a podcast of my weekly sermons. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a special sermon for you every now and then. I hope this podcast is good news for you. If you find these words helpful, please rate and review my podcast on iTunes or on whatever host you found it. Thanks for your help and for being part of the family. And now, here's this week's sermon. Listen and enjoy. Well, good morning, family. Last Sunday, we began the season of Advent. You may remember that we talked about the way of Advent and the importance of being prepared. To emphasize the importance of preparation, today, this second Sunday of Advent, we hear a voice crying out in the wilderness telling us to prepare. Now, Advent is not just a season in the church year, it's also a state of mind. And as a state of mind, Advent is not intended to be a countdown or preparation for Christmas, the first coming of the Christ child. Instead, as we relive and remember and reenact the first coming of Jesus as a babe in Bethlehem, we prepare for him to come again, to complete what he began long ago. You see, Advent isn't a once a year thing. For those of us who love and follow Jesus, Advent is an everyday thing, isn't it? Jesus shows up. He comes to us all the time, doesn't he? Jesus shows up in unexpected ways, in unexpected times, and in unexpected places, doesn't he? He shows up in a stable in a backwater town like Bethlehem. He shows up in hospital rooms and in restaurants, doesn't he? He comes to us in classrooms and in churches, right? He shows up in the good times and in the bad times, too. So we believe that Jesus, born more than 2,000 years ago, entered history to usher in God's long-awaited kingdom. And here's the thing. Jesus keeps on showing up. That's why we need Advent. Advent is the season dedicated to sharpening our senses. It's a season for us to learn how to watch and wait for Jesus. Advent is how we learn to recognize Jesus when he shows up. Well, let's look at Luke chapter 3, verses 1 to 6 this morning, because John the Baptist has a few things to say about preparing for the coming of our Savior. John the Baptist is best known for announcing the nearness of the kingdom of God. The long-awaited and hoped-for kingdom of God was about to become reality. It had come, and at the same time, John could see it coming on the horizon. So today, let's focus our attention on the prophetic voice of John the Baptizer, who invites us to live prepared for Christ's second coming. How do we do that? John's answer is very simple. Repent. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Hear the word of the Lord. In the 15th year of the rule of the Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea and Herod was ruler over Galilee, his brother Philip was ruler over Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was ruler over Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, God's word came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. John went throughout the region of the Jordan River, calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. 
This is just as it was written in the scroll of the words of Isaiah the prophet. A voice crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley will be filled, and every mountain and hill will be leveled. The crooked will be made straight, and the rough places made smooth. All humanity will see God's salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Repent! That's what John the Baptist says. Well, before we get too far down the road, what does it mean to repent? Now, there was a time in church history when repenting meant to express deep sorrow and regret for our sins. With that in mind, Advent became much like Lent, a season for repentance and penance. But fortunately, in our day, some have turned Advent into a contemplative season in which we are to ponder and dream about future possibilities and how we might live faithfully between the times. How are we living between Christ's first and second comings? How should we conduct ourselves between the already and the not yet of God's new creation? The answer is simple. Repent, right? That's what John the Baptist bellows to us this time every year. But what exactly is he getting at? One way to understand what it means to repent comes from sailing. Sailors set a course for some far-off destination. Sometimes it's a destination they have only heard about or dreamed of reaching. They set sail full of hope and anticipation of reaching their destination. When they set sail, they know they'll probably face adverse winds and surf. They'll have to negotiate tides and currents. They might experience fierce storms and dark nights with no stars to guide them. They may encounter times of dead calm when all they do is drift. Yet at other times they'll face severe storms that will toss their ship to and fro. All that to say, there are countless forces to push them off course. If things get bad enough, they might even reach a point where they'll need to turn around and restart their voyage. At best, they will have to make mid-course adjustments to travel in the right direction. And that's the gist of repentance. Repentance is making the proper adjustments in order to arrive at one's chosen or desired destination. Living prepared or being prepared is more than our getting ready for God to do something. Being prepared is reflecting on who God is. Living prepared is looking at what God is doing and making sure that we are cooperating with God. That sounds easy enough, doesn't it? But like sheep, it's our nature to lose our way. Which is precisely why the Old Testament prophet Isaiah wrote, All we like sheep have gone astray. What does that mean? It means that we veer off course, we get lost. So we need to make adjustments in order to get back on course. Like storms at sea, our small ships are surrounded by conditions that can drive us away from God. So what are the forces that push you away from God? Conflict, desires, bad habits, selfishness? There's no limit to the number of things that conspire to prevent us from experiencing and participating in God's reign of justice and peace. We live in a world that seems to have lost a vision of new possibilities and instead settled for mere survival. 
We have become so focused on being right that we are unwilling to make changes in the course we're traveling. Far too often, we forget that there is no political, economic, or cultural system that can rightly claim to be Christian. There is no nation that can claim that it knows and does God's will perfectly. Each Advent season, we get the opportunity to reflect on our journey and to make sure that we are sailing in the right direction. The season of Advent is a time when every follower of Jesus has a unique opportunity to recommit themselves to a vision of God's reign and then focus their attention on Jesus' second coming. God's future may not always be the future we dream or desire, but you can be absolutely certain that God's future is the future that is best and most beneficial for us. Living prepared then requires that the future we live for is the future that God envisions, the future that He desires. And what does it look like exactly? Well, that's where John the Baptist comes in. He tells us that it's a future where rough and rocky places are made smooth, where crooked places are straightened out. In short, a world where things are better than they are now right? Now, what does that mean? It means that if we're following Jesus, then our job is to make things better. That bears repeating, doesn't it? If we're following Jesus, then our job is to make things better for people. If you're following Jesus, then your job is to raise up what is low and to bring down what is high. Our duty is to make paths easier to follow so that people can and will see the love of God. So what do you think? Is that radical? If you think so, then just wait until you hear what Mary will say about Jesus and God's kingdom two weeks from now. Our job as Jesus followers is to make things better for people. Isn't that why each and every week we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? It's a reminder that we're supposed to be working to make our little corners of the earth into little pieces of heaven, aren't we? Our job is to dream God's dream about what He wants in our homes, on our streets, and in our neighborhoods, and then to work to make that dream a reality. We are called to look for, to work for, and to dream about a future that looks like God's plan or God's vision. Therefore, a good Advent question to ask ourselves is this, are you dreaming dreams about a future that looks like God's future? Are you actively working for a world that looks like the world God prefers? If not, then what needs to change? How do you need to change? How do you need to repent? Listen, change isn't possible if we think we are already living lives that are completely faithful to God. Repentance begins by acknowledging that the world is not okay, that we are not okay. Repentance starts when we admit that we have been blown off course and need to make a few corrections. With God's good news in our hearts, we are enabled and empowered to live faithfully. With God's Spirit in our hearts, we can, with anticipation and hope, live successfully between Jesus' first and second coming. So let's make this Advent holy by avoiding the temptation to celebrate Christmas too soon. Let's prepare ourselves. Let's repent. Let's use these weeks to ponder where we're going 
and to make changes in our course, right? Let's dedicate ourselves to preparing the path of righteousness by doing our part to make rough places smooth and crooked places straight so that others will see the salvation of our God. Are you prepared? Let's pray. Good and gentle God, as streets fill with shoppers, bright lights and tempting offers, Christmas songs and children's laughter, you lead us along a different path to a desert river and to a prophetic voice, a call to repentance, a call to service, a call to prepare, a call to immerse ourselves in living water that will never run dry, a call to prepare a way in our own lives for the Savior of the world to enter in, to know that touch of tender mercy and to rest in your forgiving love. Help us to make the necessary course corrections to receive you. Help us, we pray, to prepare the way for you to come in our everyday lives and in the lives of people around us. Help us to make things better so that people can see and experience Jesus. Father, we pray for the sick and the injured. Give your healing, your wisdom, and your protection, we pray, especially to those battling COVID-19. And now, with another new variant, we pray for your continued protection and for wisdom to know what to do. We also pray, Father, for those seeking freedom in the form of refuge, asylum, and safety. We pray for those for whom the holiday season is a dark and difficult time. Use us, we pray, to bring your comfort and care and your love to them today. Father, you've called us to give your love and your healing to those who desperately need it. So help us to value, love, comfort, and care for those who are the last, the least, the lost, and the left out. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Was this message helpful to you? If so, will you share this podcast with at least three friends this week? Also, if you have a prayer request, please leave it in the comments section and be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Your job this week is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what. Please don't let all the busyness of the season take away your joy. Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now, receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen.